You're not paranoid. Chupacabra, chupacabra. Chupacabra, chupacabra. Oh, I'm thinking Chewy, not Chupacabra. Today was that Star Wars movie. I don't know. I don't watch that stuff. Oh, the new one came out or something? The new one came out today. Who cares? A lot of nerds. Nerd alert. That. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. That's who. We're starting off with a nerd alert. Star Wars is out, y'all. Wait, how does it go? No, how does the beginning beginning part? Yeah, when their stars are like, when they're trying to read the font, and you're like too slow because you're a little kid, and you're like, I can't read that fast. Slow down. That's a good question. I feel like I can hear it, but I can't. I keep thinking of the SpongeBob episode, but it's not right. I just think of the evil Star Wars, not the like um, intros. You guys want to hear it like, like Star Wars. Welcome to the Star Wars podcast <laughs> where we know nothing about Star Wars. Not even the music. Not even the music. Not even the people. Apparently there's the a baby war Yoda. <gasps> That's it. So many trumpets. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. There we go. Star Wars. We had to confirm. Star Wars. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like war of the stars. Yeah, what are they warring about? <laughs> Live life worry less. <laughs> Shine Although, bright like a Star Wars. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. They should get Rihanna to sing one of those songs. They should. She and could then be, it's just like. Yeah. You, yeah? Okay. Yeah. And then she's just like talking about the wars mm-hmm. and the stars. And she could be featured in one of the movies in one of those little like bar yeah. things they have where all the creatures. Like, and she's just singing in the corner. Yeah. And then she has extra legs. So she's mm-hmm. like. Rihannaian, like a Rihannaian, mm-hmm. yeah. I like but they it. still call her like Riri, but they're like Ri Ri, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like cameo ish, mm-hmm. but also creepy. I like it. So, so strange. How'd that happen? If you're listening, uh, George <laughs> Lucas or whoever's doing it now, or Rihanna. Did you hear there's another Rihanna? Like there's another girl named Rihanna. That's a famous singer. Who's a singer up and coming? Well, you can't have that now, can we? She spells it slightly different. It's spelled Rihanna Gun Right. Oh. What? Never she- mind. Wrong Rihanna. Oh. This one is the policy director at the New <laughs> Consensus. <laughs> hey, she could sing. Rihanna Singer. New Rihanna Singer. <laughs> New girl. Apparently, I was in another star wars world or something because clearly there's no other rihanna i swear i heard of another girl named rihanna well i'm sure there is i in the world yeah (laughs) but i mean who's also a singer maybe the dj was just messing with us i was like whoa and then i just moved on i was like well it's not the real riri so then i was like bye maybe he forgot to say sounds like or Mm. the next (gasps) maybe it was april fool's day hmm hmm 
We'll never know. We'll never know. Until the real the other Rihanna comes out. Or she comes on our podcast. Yeah. Prove it that you're real. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, our emails, you're not paranoid at gmail.com. <laughs> Hit us up. Ray Ray Jr. Ray Jr. That could be your singing name. Well, My singing name? You already have um, one. What's my singing name? You were, um... Oh, no. <laughs> you were gonna travel around the world as, like, the Allstate or something. Oh, hands, but then yeah, 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 yeah. you realized you couldn't... Um, it was, like, all, all uh, hardcore Allstate or something mm-hmm. like that. Screamo band. Yeah, my Screamo, because my I had a, a voice that was horse with an A, not the animal. Yeah, so anyways, that's that. That's that. And and this is us. This is us. We were just kidding earlier. This is not a Star Wars podcast. Do, 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 do. This is your not paranoid. And then just imagine when she was saying that, <laughs> that those words were scrolling away from you in a starry backdrop in which you could not read them because it was too fast mm-hmm. even though it was only three words it was like Bzzz. yeah yeah so so that's that's our life mm-hmm. and this is your life and this is us so hey that's Hello. katie and that's kylie don't get us confused we're different but we probably sound the same maybe <laughs> she likes the yankees yeah, Garrett Cole, baby. What do I like? You're uh, supposed uh, to say uh, what uh, I like. Uh. Well, sorry, I'm excited because they've had some good news. Oh, what's their good news? The Garrett Cole. Who dat? The pitcher. What pitcher? Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. A pitcher. He's like the best one that everyone's like, who's going to get him? Oh, like a dog toy. Yan- who's, the, a, who's the good boy? The Yankees got him. Okay. Biggest deal ever. Really? Mm-hmm. How much? I think it was, well, however many years, 324 million. Well, I mean, if it's for 300 years, I know. Then that's not good, I think it's like <laughs> six years or something. What? Six years? It's under 10. Is there like a little script that's like, unless you do bad? Well, I think they can opt out like in the last year and then re sign him for an additional $36 million or wow. something like that. So, yeah, but I would I th- take that. He was just a all. He was a Yankees fan since he was little, and Aww. supposedly there's a picture of him at the 2001 World Series when he's 11, holding Aww. a sign, and then at the press conference, he had the sign <gasps> still, and he brought it. That gave me the chills, even though I'm not a huge fan of the Yankees. I know. I thought That's that was still cute. cute. So it's like, because people were saying, because I think he's from the West Coast, Oh. Um, so they're saying like, oh, he'll probably sign with the Angels or something so he can be close to home and family. But then... Psych! Psych! I think that show like his true... Like that was his dream as a little kid. Was to be, to be like, a Yankee. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say. Be a Yankee. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cute. That's that is cute. That's the team he went with. There's also a cartoon, I think, about that. About being a Yankee. Unless I'm thinking of cartoon yeah there's a no it's about a little boy who's named yankee your cat no i have a cat named yankee and now what if he was a little boy (laughs) (laughs) so my cat actually played a little boy in the cartoon and the whole thing was just like wow he does the voice wow i don't know and people are like why is that boy meowing 
It's like he's having problems. Sandlot? No. <laughs> Everyone's hero. I don't know what that is. It's a pretty cute movie, actually. Aww. Star Wars, get out of here. Yeah, we're done yeah, with Yeah, so the, the IMDb is like a boy begins a grand journey to return Babe Ruth's baseball bat before... I can't read. Wow. <laughs> it's like I'm reading the words on the Star Wars thing. A boy begins a grand journey to return Babe Ruth's baseball bat before a deciding game... Before the deciding game of the 1932 World Series comes to a close. <gasps> and that, it's cute because... It's a cartoon? Yeah. And like Aww. all... Like the baseball is like talks and so does the oh. bat. And so it's this whole thing. And I think Babe Ruth's bat gets stolen or something <gasps> like that. And probably the kid is like trying Red to bring Sox. it back. Hmm? I said probably by the Red Sox. But I can't remember. But yeah, I think his name is... Yeah, it's about the Yankees obviously because Babe Ruth I can't believe you haven't seen it no came I came out in 2006 it's not like I was probably is it a movie mm-hmm. it's a cur- it's like a like a 3d-ish cartoon like you know like Pixar style hmm I'll have to watch it yeah it's it's cute it's not highly rated but I enjoyed it wait what's it called everyone's hero everyone's hero it's pretty it's adorable that's the cartoon I was thinking of cool I, I think his name is Yankee for some reason but probably not you never know. Anyways, um, here we are. Uh, yeah. This is present. Present, Kylie. <laughs> present, Katie. President Katie, I vote for you. Thank you. I'm not old enough. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, get old. I'll have to wait. That way we can vote. And then you, you will rule will. the world. Yes. As a angry lady. <laughs> An angry old lady. <laughs> An angry old lady. Maybe okay. that's what the world needs, you guys. A little bit more angry old ladies to keep everyone in their in their mm-hmm. place. Speaking of which, Uh-oh. okay, when this episode comes out, it's Christmas Eve, right? <gasps> oh, yeah. I was just thinking oh. of that Christmas letter <laughs> that your family has received <laughs> from a person mm-hmm. who is not super acquainted with your family. Nope. Which is, okay, so you guys know, this is to you too, but you guys know those people who will send letters that you only hear from them once a year, don't really talk to them, maybe you knew them through something a long time ago, but for some reason they just continue to send <laughs> letters that update everybody about their family status and where everyone's at in their life, how they are doing in the third person, Yep, their husband their children, their grandparents, themselves. And not all, I feel like it's okay to speak to your own mm-hmm. health, <laughs> but it's totally different when you're like giving very graphic details about other people's health <laughs> and talking about how they're doing or where they're at now or <laughs> being put in a home. Or who's past. Or who's, yeah, wait, what? Who's, they talked extensively about people not being with us any longer yes they had like the in memoriam section a whole like paragraph a, like you know in the award ceremony and they do the sad song and then they discuss everyone they've lost that's what this person did in their letter it was very dense letter katie read it to oh yeah me and her family it was quite the moment i read aloud it was the annual letter mm-hmm. we 
it's one of those things where it's like not funny information but you can't believe that this person is sharing Mm -hmm. that level (laughs) of detail that it makes it funny i thought you were honestly making up half the things i know that you were saying i was like no i didn't didn't write that i know that would be something i would do but (laughs) on my honor those were all the words written on that page it was so crazy i couldn't believe it it was so embarrassed. I felt embarrassed, honestly. And it wasn't <laughs> I think even like me. Yeah, I think that's why I was laughing. Yeah. So I was like, we shouldn't be knowing this stuff. Mm-mm. So bad. Poor, poor people. Poor grandpa. Yeah, so I mean, just, I mean, you could tell someone all that stuff, but maybe you don't tell everyone. Well, we did laugh, though. So you have to be, I suppose you could be grateful. <laughs> She gave us some laughter. Yes, some humor. But that would be kind of funny to send out like a very graphic fake one. That's what my mom, she was saying she wrote one. Because we've been getting these letters for a while. Yeah. And one year my mom wrote a spoof, but she didn't send it to anyone. Oh. Wait, where is it? Does she still That's what it? my my dad was like. I wonder if it's anywhere. Like <laughs> within the Christmas like boxes or whatever. I was going to say like Schrodinger's cat. Is it there? Is it not? The answer is yes. (laughs) Basically. Oh man, where is that letter? That'd be so funny. She should just make a new one. Yeah. Let her be inspired by this year's. Yes. And then we can sell templates that are basically an ad lib, mad libs. (gasps) And then you just say, insert your name here. And then it like goes into detail and then you send it out to your family. That would be fun. That would be a fun game to play on Christmas Eve. That would be. Like Mad Lib Christmas Letter Edition. Yes. Let's do it. On it. That'll be my family's, um, what do you call that? Project. Fun project. Mm. Like when I play a game and no Mm -hmm. one's going to like it. And then I'm like, (laughs) Katie would have liked this. (laughs) good times friends are the family you choose sometimes am i right (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) friends are the family who stuck around (laughs) what what i'm just kidding i was trying to say like that you choose slash or just happen to be there because you have always been there well our friendship kind of came out of work forced like we didn't choose to be together Mm -hmm. for eight hours a day it was like a necessity for our jobs Mm -hmm. and then we happened to talk and there there it was Mm kind of like I don't remember if I've ever said this I feel like we repeat ourselves but it's fine um the first time that I knew you were actually weird because like (laughs) (laughs) because when Katie first started because I was there a little tiny bit before she started I was like a little more chatty and she was a little more quiet and you are still quiet unless people know you well, then you're not as quiet, but that's why we do this. No. And (laughs) I would like talk to Katie, but unless I said her name, she didn't know I was talking to her. So I would say something and laugh and look at her and she was just (laughs) super serious and continue to work. I'm like, okay. That is partially though with all the machines running. Sometimes I didn't know. Sometimes that means you didn't know how the other times. Well, I'm saying like sometimes uh, when all the machines were going. Yeah. Like the other times I was purposefully I was, ignoring you. Yeah, I was like, oh, this. Oh, this that one. girl's talking. <laughs> uh. And then one time we're sitting there all quiet and serious and Katie's like, 
can I get a signature or something like that? (laughs) Yes. I was like, what? Where did that come from? And then I knew you're secretly a weirdo. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome to the club. Yeah, I have you've to been hide. here for a long time, but yeah, a founding member. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have to keep it hidden sometimes. For sure. I mean, weirdos worldwide. It's what we do. We just we have to be. You had to hide it because people will try to tear tear it down, and mm-hmm. we ain't here for that. Nope. If you ain't weird, get out. <laughs> That's get what we out. say. Mm-hmm. That's what Grandma says. We don't tolerate people who ain't weird. Anyways. <laughs> I'm trying to think what my grandma would say because she does mm. say stuff like that. And I wish I could write everything down because it's such good one-liners. And she always says it in this kind of voice, too. Well, like, it's a movement, mm-hmm. you know? I'm like, yeah, grandma, tell them. You should write them down. I will start. And then it'll Thank be you. grandma quotes. Mm-hmm. And we can do them. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do it in your impersonation. I mean, you can try, but mine will be probably better. <sighs> I just can't. Me. I couldn't get in the right mindset. I've never met her. <laughs> you know, there's just all this backstory. <sighs> just wouldn't be able to properly channel her. For sure. I mean, we are her and I are blood related, so, so I mean, we got that going. For obviously, us. you'd be the the choice. I'd let you try. That's Aww, fine. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So. Uh oh. We're doing this. Are we doing it? Okay, so on this Christmas, Merry this Christmas, Christmas we're not paranoid, paranoid, and the very next day, we released an episode. <laughs> <laughs> this year, we're gonna give you the mm-hmm. gift of, of knowledge. knowledge, because this year... <gasps> It's all about facts, baby. Facts, y'all. Santa, baby. Facts. Mm. Imagine what a Santa baby looks like. Does he have a beard? Probably. That'd be cute if his beard was longer than his body. (laughs) (laughs) He could use it to swaddle him. Like a baby Santa Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just picture baby Jesus in, like, all of the, like, um, what's that scene? Nativity scene. The manger. Sure. And they have him wrapped. So it's like, and it also <laughs> reminds me of Talladega Nights. And he's like, dear, small baby Jesus. And she's like, honey, you know that Jesus is in all forms. She's like, well, I prefer baby Jesus. <laughs> so funny. I Anyways. like that scene. Same. <gasps> You've seen that? Yeah, shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. See, that's where you're going to get me more likely to have seen the movie along the lines of Will Ferrell dumb comedy. Correct. Shush. Shut up. The meatloaf. Olivia Marie. Very good. Chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. (laughs) Remember when the kid says that? No. It's like, Chip, that's the grandpa. (laughs) I should watch that again. It's so bad. It's so funny. I know. It's so funny. Oh, man. (laughs) I can't help it. I love that part when they're just ripping into the grandpa and he's like just sitting there <laughs> eating Taco Bell, trying to mind his business. He's like, your boys are bad. And they're like, Chip, I'm going to jump on you. It's just, oh man, so good. Poor Chip. Oh, Chip. He doesn't name Chip anymore. Uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh, okay. 
I don't even know what your real name is. If it's uh, Chip. Chipkins. Chimkins? Chipkins. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Ch- ch- we're going to leave it at that. Okay. This year, this episode is we are talking about the truth. Mm-hmm. And y'all might not like it. Sorry. Not sorry because we're living in a world that it's full of Uh, this bs baloney yeah it's kind of scary actually i feel like my jacket is loud (laughs) is it come up on the i'm just gonna open that up a little bit there we go well because i heard myself (laughs) (laughs) like you just paused you're like yeah but look at my belly she unzipped her jacket and then just kind of was like (laughs) paused and looked (gasps) proud like see now it's quiet yeah, well, we it's true. We had to true. observe the quietness. I had to, like, yes, correct. Okay. As we said, this week is... <gasps> About pseudoscience. And, yes, pseudoscience. Si- oh, we were supposed to do sean- seances? Se- seances. Oh, no. No? I didn't... A seance. That's fake. Shoot. Oh, man. Just kidding. We're doing pseudo science. Do you guys know what that is? I saw, I think some what people don't know. I think they don't know. I didn't know like what the actual definition was. Um, are you ready? Yes. It's a collection of beliefs or practices mistakenly regarded as being based on scientific method. Mm. Which as a little disclaimer here, there are plenty of actual scientific research research articles as well that are also not scientifically concrete mm-hmm. so there is a difference within that subcategory but here we go yeah. pseudoscience did you know <laughs> i'm just gonna keep going please stop me okay because <laughs> i did a little tangent stuff like background of pseudoscience oh, okay is that okay uh like with popper and stuff um no okay cool who's who that <laughs> then because i kind of did some background stuff too but cool i'll just say this one like line no, no no it's okay it's just, literally it's one line so the oldest known use of the word Ooh. pseudoscience comes all goes all the way back to 1796 really yeah that's Ooh, cool that yeah i like that so then i'll do mine and then you'll yeah, do yours yeah. goes all the way back to 1796 with the historian named james Petit Andrew, <gasps> who referred... Wait, what? James Petit Andrew. Do you know that guy? No, but Andrew Pettit is my favorite baseball player. Oh, my I God. I mean, what are the odds? Why does it always have to be about the Yankees? Why can't it just <laughs> be about science? <laughs> this is his name. Uh, Petit, Petit Andrew, not Andrew Petit. Well, No. <laughs> okay oh my god that's so cool i'm so stoked Thank for you. you oh my gosh anyways that's all so james petit andrew who referred to alchemy as fantastical pseudoscience mm, that's and, pretty which is a pretty big claim because that's what yeah alchemy is real and for that time for that time yes dang he's so probably- to not understand so it was like What does alchemy actually <laughs> mean? I should have just looked that up. I always just thought of it as like the fa- like fake science. Oh, see, I I think alchemy ultimately Ooh. was trying to f- 
turn everything into gold. Yeah, you're right. Yes. I googled it. Guess what? The alchemy, not alchemy, alchemy, the medieval forerunner of chemistry, mm-hmm. based on the supposed transformation of matter. It was concerned particularly with attempts to convert base metals into gold mm-hmm. or to find a universal elixir. How wow. epic is that definition? <laughs> I Isn't mean, our podcast called Alchemy? That's what we should have called it. I'm looking for that elixir. That's such a, is there a band called Alchemy? That's such a cool name. Maybe I'm I'll sure. name my child Alchemy and she'll go by Allie. And then people Aww. are like, oh my God, is that short for Allison? She'll be like, no, it's Alchemy. I'm fake. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm trying to be turned into gold. She's like, yeah. You'd have <laughs> Call, to buy her wait, a Wait, what's that? Um, She's like, call me Dorado because I'm turning into gold. <laughs> or <laughs> She'll be like, Alchemy Dorado. You could have Alchemy and Midas <gasps> be like your kid's name. That's names. the other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Everybody's like, dang, that family's bouge. <laughs> all of them gold gold diggers <laughs> I, I didn't say that oh well <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a alchemist anyways that's that what's your history oh <laughs> i thought that. you're like is there more is the answer is more? no i only do it in one sentence this oh i see so it's a little different Ooh. because i would thought this was the guy that br- like brought it up first sorry but he's not <laughs> i was like point proven wrong <laughs> well this seems like some fake science mm. then um pseudo history yeah this is called pseudo history it's a uh, kind of along the same lines mm-hmm. um this is from american scientific website and it was a very interesting article about what pseudoscience is and isn't and kind of like how we should look at it in a different way. But For sure. It was kind of interesting. Um, but they're talking about this guy named Karl Popper. So he, I, he, they claim he's the first to identify what he called the demarcation problem. Okay, that's also, yeah, that's more of like the philosophy of... Yeah, so of, he was a okay. philosopher. I don't know if you want to do that. No, I mean, I do have that too later, but do it. Okay, let me see. Well, I mean, I don't, if the, I don't know if that flows right. No, it's fine. Okay. Do it. Um, so that, I, I didn't really know what demarcation meant. Yeah. It means, I didn't either. I had to look it up. It means the dividing line. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he meant by that was kind of how do you determine what is, in quote, science and what is, in quote, pseudoscience. So he was kind of trying to think of um the criteria that you would call empirical science mm-hmm. um and then the example that he, they use in the article and i think he actually used um in his i don't know writing mm-hmm. was the einstein's theory of relativity so what he kind of, the example that i think he, karl popper used was mm-hmm. Um, to say an example of science would be Einstein's general theory of relativity because um, I don't know what it was like scientifically, like the details, mm-hmm. but I guess when the like a solar eclipse was going to happen, um, everyone was really excited slash nervous because that basically would 
be able to tell you whether or not that theory was correct or not. So everyone kind of waited. And I guess um, Einstein had predicted, like, if this, then yeah. the eclipse will do this. Mm-hmm. Something with um, the light being blocked and the way the light traveled. Mm-hmm. And that all would lead up to showing whether his theory was right or not. Mm-hmm. So, and then... So that's the one example of like empirical science because he could test that theory. Right. And everyone would be able to see if it was right or not. Right. And then the other example he used was Freud, where Freud was, um, he could basically make any situation fit his theories, mm-hmm. um, which I think this is interesting because Karl Popper, like these are two figures that were alive at the time that he was kind of trying to philosophically think about science yeah and kind of define what science is and what it should be right which i thought was pretty cool and then so i kind of went on like a Karl popper tangent <laughs> and i watched this really cool little short video on youtube by pbs yeah did you see it no oh, okay i thought you, the way you're like <laughs> no like, that's oh, my yeah. excited face oh. i'm like i want to watch it it's actually really cool and i think i might read some more books about him oh but is um, he like the nikola tesla of you know who. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he just kind of seemed... Like, I feel like Tesla was, like, behind the scenes more. Yeah, he seemed... Like, I've very little about him. Mm-hmm. But just from what his observations on science were, it seemed like he was pretty smart for the time. Mm-hmm. And very, um, like, a science person, very yeah. non-biased and almost, like, from the outside, like, Like, watching. higher level. Because usually people mm-hmm. are more scientific than philosophical, mm-hmm. you would think. Mm-hmm. Although you he was a philosopher, have... I think first. Oh, got it. But was interested in the science because all like Einstein, you know, all yeah. these people were like, you know, Theories. coming up with his that their things while he was around. And yeah, he was very interested. Yeah. Um. So it was called Crash Course on YouTube. Ooh, kind of sounds cool. Like that's a whole series that's on. I think more of philosophy, but this was just one chunk got that it. kind of dealt with science. Um. So what? his stuff kind of boils down to popper is that science which it doesn't th- like make sense when you first think about it because mm-hmm. this goes about i don't know if you're going to talk about the scientific method or theories not, not too too much but i figured at the end we could like circle back okay because he his big thing was or one of his conclusions was science disconfirms things while pseudoscience confirms and those like you be That's confirming an, an, yeah. your hypothesis versus disproving your hypothesis. So what he was and then like the guy that was talking on the YouTube video said that's very interesting that he came up with that because that is how science works now. Yeah. Is science is never trying to prove that something is right or that something happens. Mm-hmm. You're always your hypothesis hypothesis is that it's the null of it so it's, you're challenging it yeah. yeah you're you're trying the hypothesis is that something does not work or something does not exist and there yeah so then you're basing all of your testing on that of trying to disprove mm-hmm. the the negative i mean that's like with mouse studies right when they do knockout genes and whatnot like mm-hmm. or trying to do mutation effects it's like what can how can you break it and see then what effects from there mm-hmm. versus making assumptions based on unknown facts Mm -hmm. because it's like the it's more like a like you're saying like a result of something 
versus saying how did that result happen Mm -hmm. because you don't know until you see what the end result is yes might not be a good way to say that for myself but (laughs) no no no, yeah but yeah i just thought it was very interesting and then this is a quote from the video but i Mm -hmm. wasn't sure if it was from carl popper himself or Uh was just the guy yeah so either way this is a quote and i just i really liked it yeah um he said you have to be open to the idea that your beliefs might be false because that's the only way that holding on to them can really mean anything Ooh, i really liked that one that's really good one well we'll have to find out who said that (laughs) i know i'm gonna search it really quick yeah because i feel like that might have been the just the dude yeah but the dude the dude on the video Mm -hmm. the big lebowski Mm -hmm. um what's the quote again uh you have to be open to the idea that you have to open a bank account (laughs) that your beliefs might be false well the first thing that comes up is crash course Oh. oh yeah that's him link it's a website called Link. So then maybe it was just the guy. Yeah, it's like the this website has it looks like the transcript. Oh, okay. That's cool. That guy's smart. Yeah, it seemed really interesting. Then like he ended it by saying like the the next episode is on God. I'm oh, like, wow. oh wow. <laughs> He's just That's a big jump. For it. Yeah. But I just I thought that quote was very good because I feel like a lot of people who believe in the pseudosciences do not think in that way of allowing yourself to be open to the idea that some of the stuff you believe might not be true yeah it's like very accept very typically very accepting Mm -hmm. people are the people who are doing that are very accepting of what they hear but then not right that's sorry that's like, what i mean but then also being resistant to any other any other like possibility mm-hmm. which is funny because it's like well, what were you thinking before that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyway we're gonna so that's, that's where good, we're going yeah. get ready woo, woo. all right so pseudoscience this so just to give like background on what it also is so like you gave the philosophical and the historical this website from a, it was from a New York Times blog. Um, someone was just done with everyone's BS. <laughs> uh oh. And um, this is my personal take on pseudoscience. Pseudoscience is dangerous in the way that it's often associated with the premise of truth, but then takes like a dangerous tangent. Is that you? That's me. Okay, I didn't know if you were like reading. The no, blog. sorry, that's okay. me saying that. Okay. Because the premise of the facts typically have an underlying scientific reason mm-hmm. but then there's a t- like a i call it like a i mean this i'm not trying to myself credit but like a, i call it like a dangerous tangent where it's like wait a second now we're going down a completely wrong path that actually has no scientific backing mm-hmm. but it fits some kind of motive or agenda of some sort yep whatever that may be mm-hmm um, so there's three reasons, three different types of ways that pseudoscience can be bad for our society. Number one is philosophically. Uh, that's the demarcation problem that oh, Katie just talked yay. about. And the understanding that there is a difference between fact and fiction is at the very core of so many debates. And that's that website I was going to reference 
the Stanford website. Hmm. And it's a super interesting read about the philosophy of pseudoscience. So it goes into even more detail about the purpose of demarcations and like why that thinking is necessary. And there's a difference between like, I think skepticism and cynicism, like, you know, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things, why it's good to question, but why it's dangerous to accept. Like you were saying, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. those kinds of premise. It's really interesting. And it goes into the science of pseudoscience, the pseudo of pseudoscience, (laughs) non-science posing as science. It go, it's, a very long article Mm -hmm. but if you're if you are interested in opening your mind to this very good read and of course all of our links will be on our website you're not paranoid.com number two reason civically so we spend billions of tax dollars on research every year do we really want organizations to use public funding to test theories of pseudoscience Mm. For example, should the de- the example they used was should the Department of Defense start funding studies on telepathy? Mm. So it's it's that thing where people will have these theories of what's real and what's not real, and how much energy should we be putting into the things that have no scientific backing mm-hmm. to prove them wrong mm-hmm. when they're already not work? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. That's that. And then number three uh, is ethically. The scary part about pseudoscience, and this is, I think, what we'll probably talk about the most during this episode, is that people's lives can actually be at risk due to people believing strictly in the pseudoscience of whatever their ba- whatever the fact mm. is. So um, in some, some situations can become fatal. The example that they had was, this is a quote, from this blog. For instance, millions of people worldwide have died of AIDS because they, or in some cases their governments, refuse to accept basic scientific findings about the disease, entrusting their fates to folk remedies and snake oil therapies. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of thing yeah. where you're believing more in, um, you know, the stories you've heard yeah. or whatnot. Like tradition, like oral tradition more than... Yes. Like the science. Yes. And please stop me if at any point you have anything similar to what I'm saying. So I'm going to go into, um, and this is like the prep, the second preface, <laughs> the preface, the second preface of the prefaces, you know what I mean? About how it's in, how it is so prevalent in media right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when people hear pseudoscience, they think like, oh, like, what does that even mean? Or like, what, how is that applicable? There is no, like, I don't hear about pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. Because everything comes off as fact. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, when the problem is that now we have social media. And social yep. media makes everything so much more acceptable. So back in the day before Facebook and MySpace, when you're talking to someone and you know they're full of it, they'll preface something with, oh, my cousin's husband. Like if they're telling you a story mm-hmm. about what they know might work for weight loss or something like that or some whatever kind of story they'll they'll preface it with my cousins husbands sisters doctor Mm -hmm. said that you should do this this, and this Mm -hmm. and you can have that you could kind of gauge when someone's talking whether or not they know what they're Mm -hmm. talking about yeah where um nowadays on social media you can say you can see that someone says oh my doctor said 
And then that pseudoscience spreads so much faster because you don't have that personal interaction. It's just there is no context. There's no jokey tone unless they're putting LOL or just kidding or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, my doctor said this, this, and this about my child. You don't know what kind of doctor it is. You don't know where they heard that from. You don't know what era they heard that from. Yeah, and you can even put like articles and stuff too. So then it's like, oh, well, I read an article online. Yes. Or I saw an article on Facebook. Yes, newsflash. Anyone can have a website. We're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) We can prove that. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. And anyone can say what they want. And without someone being there in person to preface it with that unbelievable skeptical tone, because when people don't know what they're talking about, it's kind of obvious i mean i have my times when i'm listening to our podcast and i'm talking i'm like i sound a little hesitant like i'm (laughs) trying to find out that you know (laughs) but it's true like you can tell when people don't know Mm -hmm. um i mean we're just trying to spread the information so bear with us but when someone's trying to make you believe someone you believe something that they're saying i feel like you can kind of tell that they're Mm -hmm. trying to be convincing where i feel like facebook has taken that away twitter news mm-hmm. articles um you know opinion sections blogs mm-hmm. websites they make it really co- they can sound really convincing and if you mm-hmm. have a really good writer you're gonna believe them mm-hmm. just by the nature of what they're saying and there's actually a study that was done and this um this is also from that i want to say this is from fizz.org and it's about pseudoscience and social media specifically mm. so this is where this next part is coming from. There was a study done um, by someone named Joachim Alagir from the RWTH Aachen University in Germany who looked at a randomized... So they looked at um, YouTube videos on global warming... Or sorry, climate change. And he did a random sampling of 200 YouTube videos related to climate change and found that a majority of those videos... 107 of them actually denied climate change and which was basically the the background being that they're saying that climate change is a conspiracy theory and that it was not caused by humans, Mm. which science says that it is Mm -hmm. and that it's happening and that it does. That's the regardless of what you believe. That's the premise of this article. Yeah, but it's just the whole point that you have to say, like, whether or not you believe. I know. Where I think one of, um, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson, Mm -hmm. he had that quote of saying, like, it doesn't matter if you believe in science. It's still, like, the fact. It is science. Like, it's still science. It doesn't need your belief in it. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah, that's a good (laughs) good point. And as I'm saying it now, it's like, why apologize for facts? I think often, like, for myself when I'm talking about these things, I hesitate because I don't have, because we are factual people. Mm-hmm. And when I don't have all the facts laid out right in front of me for every single detail, I start to hesitate myself. Whereas mm-hmm. people who, if someone is really strongly opinionated about a science, quote unquote, scientific fact, if you know any scientist, there's always the underlying unknown. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we tend to be hesitant because we know we understand that concept Mm -hmm. i mean if you've done any kind of research experiment even in high school or middle school or any kind of thing you know there's going to be an unknown that's what makes it an experiment but when Mm -hmm. people are so sure of something i feel like that's when it's Mm -hmm. a a time to step back and reanalyze Mm -hmm. you know yeah 
And again, this is a touchy subject, so bear with yeah. us. We're just saying we're going to talk about the dangerous parts, but this is all the background. And what I was trying to get to is that the videos um, that were denying climate change had the highest number of views and those spreading the conspiracy theories used scientific sounding words like geoengineering to justify their claims when really those claims if you were to to be a you know if you're a scientist or a researcher to any kind of level of understanding they don't actually make sense Hmm. so it's using those like sciencey words or trying to even if they're out of context it's like that actually isn't how that works Mm -hmm. but if you're already in that universe or mental state of I'm going to believe what I read Mm -hmm. then of course it's going to fit what you want it to fit Mm -hmm. just like you said Mm -hmm. it's that accepting nature yeah and this is a really big one this will be I mean in my opinion this is one of the biggest giveaways and we'll talk about it at the end on how to really tell the difference between science and pseudoscience or scientific you know whatever but um, the line is like most pseudoscience analyses, the justification of the findings is all based on testimonials. Oh. When you, so like as we talk mm-hmm. about these stories, I think it'll it will realize, oh, it really is. There isn't scientific research, research shows. A lot of the time it's, I know someone who went through this. Mm. This is my story. I did this, which is actually kind of dangerous because people feel like they can relate to it more Mm -hmm. because they're not saying they're not having to think about, oh, 80 out of 90 patients had X and Y effects when taking this drug. It's like an actual person saying I did this and it changed my life. Mm -hmm. What are you going to want to gravitate towards more? Someone who's talking about it personally or numbers on a page. Mm hmm. And that's where pseudoscience is so dangerous because a lot of the times the motive is money mm-hmm. and business. And it's the people who don't, they're basically preying on people who want to believe in that stuff, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Do you have any stories uh... slash topics? I mean, I know you do, but do you want to talk about it? It'll be interesting, too, to see if we have any... Because we didn't tell each other what we would talk about. Oh, yeah. So I was always like, ooh, what if it's the same? Sometimes I'm secretly hoping, and sometimes I'm like, no. <laughs> um, Let's see. That same article um, was talking about Popper, I guess. He, so his thing was um, falsi- falsifiability ooh. is the ultimate criterion f- of demarcation. So he is saying in Einstein's theory, it might have been falsified had the solar eclipse data not shown the requisite deflection of the starlight bent by the sun's gravitational field. But Freud's theories could never be disproved because there is no testable hypothesis Mm -hmm. open to refutability. So back in that time, Popper declared that this falsifiability as the dividing line between science and pseudoscience. Hmm. But what this article in American Scientific kind of disagrees Mm -hmm. with it, which I thought was the interesting part, was that um, they quote a philosopher more recent um, in his 2010 book, Nonsense on Stilts. His name's Massimo... 
Peglucci. Mm -hmm. He says that there's no, quote, litmus test because the boundaries separating science, non-science, and pseudoscience are often much fuzzier and more permeable than Popper um, could have us, would have us believe. Hmm. That's just what his quote is. Mm -hmm. I haven't read that book, but. Yeah. um, And then the author kind of goes on to say that um, he thinks that it should be kind of like a consumer, like, model of let the science world filter out. Mm Mm-hmm. like on its own because he was saying if some like if someone's theory holds water then it will be adopted by multiple researchers and like further tested and then like that's how it'll make its way in as like like knowledge common knowledge that's putting a lot of faith in humanity (laughs) that's what i was saying i don't know if i necessarily agree with it um but then he was saying like stuff that doesn't pan out won't get accepted and it's like yeah the scientific community might not accept it but i think like you were saying social media is so much more powerful because like who goes and reads like scientific articles on like the ncbi nobody website versus who's scrolling through facebook not scientists that's the problem so i was like we need scientists to be more social yeah, it's interesting. Like, the article is interesting, but uh, I mean, I don't know if maybe you read the book, too. Mm-hmm. Well, it like, sounds, oh. like, very philosophical yeah. in that way, which if you think about psychology and philosophy, that tends to have a lot of permeability as well. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean... Well, phil- like, certain philosophical ideas, too, are pseudoscience. Well, it's, or, it's, a, it's an idea, but the problem is being able to distinguish an idea versus fact Mm -hmm. you can theorize about anything but if you start telling people this is the way it is yeah that's the problem because Mm -hmm. then people don't realize that it's an idea yeah because that's like science can never really tell you something is no they can be like well there's this hypothesis like we think we've narrowed it down to be yeah and we have we've done these experiments that support it Mm -hmm. but like a a true scientist couldn't really say like with like all of the certainty yeah like this is a hundred percent true all of the time mm-hmm. i mean i mean it depends on the science obviously yeah but. but technically like that's not a correct statement it would be like here's the data to show yes like the support of yes this. there's always going to be many levels of evidence from different perspectives mm-hmm. essentially yeah super it's 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 like schrodinger's cat which we were kind of talking about (laughs) earlier yeah because you really do have to look at every angle of the situation Mm -hmm. you can't just i mean do you i was i had to google schrodinger's cat because i was like getting confused you know what it's about yeah it's like his was he a philosopher or both a scientist um i want to say i didn't look at him (laughs) i just looked at his cat um but i i want to say both yeah because he he's an austrian physicist okay so that like the some of that physics stuff is pretty crazy that itself is yeah it's theoretical that's that's the different that's like the sensitive part is distinguishing theoretical versus truth Mm -hmm. but then and that's where 
Because theory is also based on fact. Like, that's yeah. a starting point, and then you work from there. Mm-hmm. I feel like pseudoscience is the acceptance without question. Mm-hmm. Or it's the, like, the popper was saying, it's just having your idea and then picking and choosing the stuff that supports it. Right. Like, in the video, the... um host was saying like freud could say like you're you know depressed as an adult because you were hugged too much as a child but Mm -hmm. then he could also say like oh like if someone was saying like oh i'm depressed but i was never hugged he could use like oh well you weren't hugged enough it could fit you know like he could he could just skew anything to fit like his ideas right yeah it's pretty nuts Okay, let's talk stories. Okay. That's the juicy stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like we could philosophize. 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 All day. Mm-hmm. Philosophize? Is that even a word? It is now. Woohoo! Because <laughs> we have proof of this podcast used it. Mm-hmm. Now it's a word. Mm-hmm. Hashtag pseudoscience. Hashtag. Hashtag pseudo words. Pseudo words. That's, <laughs> that's a real word. It is like when you make up your own words. (laughs) That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. How ironic. Yeah. Because George W. Bush was known to do that. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And so there's a word for making up words. I love it. Is that word made up as well? By someone. Yep. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Do it. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. I just have a few. I thought there's two or three. Like an older one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's from another book that I saw an article about. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you do that as one? The old one from Russia? Mm-mm. Okay. Yay. Um, where's the book? <laughs> Why are you on Amazon? <laughs> Not on Amazon. You haven't even bought it yet? No. They only I have, do quick I have delivery. A, I have a few books saved, though, from doing this research. Nice. Um, I think this is the example used in the book, The Pseudoscience Wars Ooh. by Michael Gordon. Um, it's Not to be confused for Michael Jordan. No. <laughs> different. <laughs> Hashtag pseudonames. Ooh. Um, and then I got the information. I looked into it off of Wikipedia. Mm. It's called Lysenkoism. Huh. Have you heard of it? Uh, maybe. Let's talk about it. Um, this is from the n- name of a guy, Trofim Lesenko. He <laughs> was a Soviet director of the All-Union Academy of Agricultural Sciences. Hmm. Um, and this lens... So it's based off his name. I don't know if I'm saying <laughs> I'm like, it right. I'm like, you don't have to keep saying <laughs> So his belief began in the late 1920s and formally ended in 1964. Wow, long time. Yeah. So he, his ideas were based on her, the heredit, heritability, I didn't say that right. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we understand. Of acquired characteristics. Oh. So his, I think I've heard of this. I hadn't heard of it. It's like genetic, inher- like the genetic inheritance. Like, the ability to inherit certain, mm-hmm. like, uh, keep going. Yeah, so he his idea, or his theory, basically rejects Mendelian inheritance, which is kind of 
how, accepted as science. Yes, that's the accepted way of how people inherit their genes. Mm-hmm. See that episode? We talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the idea of the gene altogether. And it also departed from Darwinian evolutionary theory. Not cool. Uh, by rejecting natural selection. So people who had the same ideas as him uh, falsely claimed to have discovered th- um, that, for example, rye could transform into wheat and wheat could turn into barley and weeds could spontaneously transmute, transmute into food grains and that what they called, quote, natural cooperation <laughs> was observed in nature as opposed to, quote, natural selection. Huh. So it kind of sounds like the plants, because he was in the agricultural field, uh. that the plants just chose what to become whenever it was advantageous for them, depending on the climate or whatever. Which is funny because in any science class that you would take, I feel like all my teachers have always stressed that there, even the wording natural selection is kind of frowned upon because no one is selecting or choosing mm, yeah. anything. It's just randomly by chance. Mm-hmm. No, but the plant itself is just spontaneously. It, that word alone is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so this idea promised a lot of advances in breeding and um, and in agriculture, but surprise, they never panned out. Surprise, nothing spontaneously turned into things. And I didn't read into like him specifically, but I'm assuming the year 1964, I'm assuming that's his ideas just kind of petered out along with the, mm-hmm. the Soviet Union. Ah, uh, so fair enough. I think some people might still believe. I don't know. But I would hope not. I mean, that's the thing too, right? It has to come from someone who's in that industry, who believes it, and is knows just enough terminology and science behind it to make it sound convincing. Because mm-hmm. he's the, all he has to the do. person in authority. So yeah. it's like, of course, the guy in head, the head of the agriculture research mm-hmm. is going to know yeah. what he's talking about. Why would he make that up? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay, so the story that I'm covering is pretty wild. Uh oh. And I think you've heard. Oh, <laughs> my jacket made me slip off the chair. See. <laughs> uh, so um, this is something that we've actually talked about off the podcast. Uh oh. And people have probably heard of it. I'm just going to get into it. This is something that can affect your health. It's called the Miracle Mineral Solution, or also known as the Masteral, Masteral, wow, that sounds gross, (laughs) Master Mineral Solution, or MMS. And it's known to provide a ton of different cures and fixes for, you know, any ailments you may have. Um, It's supposed to help the the hope is that you ingest the solution and it helps cure things like autism, cancer, HIV and AIDS, hepatitis and even the flu. See, I think that's also a red flag. You can't cure all those things. With and if they had a, a cure, wouldn't they be doing it already? 
Yeah, that if it was a simple solution, like a literal like liquid, mm-hmm. I think that we would already be. We'd all be cured. We'd all there would be no AIDS or cancer. And that's where the conspiracy theories come in because then people say uh, so that's we got to be careful, right? Because then people are like. Well, they want us to have cancer because that's how they they make make money money. and that's how insurance companies stay around. And then they, you know, treatment is way makes more money than curing. Mm. And it's such an awful thing to say, but people say that and they feel it's like those are the and then you think about it and you're like, well, that makes sense. I I can see why that makes sense. And that's where it becomes dangerous. Yeah, because that's technically true. Technically, parts are true. Because, like, yeah, if everyone was cured of everything, pharmaceutical companies wouldn't make nearly as much money. Right. But. But the solution is not the solution either. Yeah, but are they also, like, then causing the cancer? And are they the ones causing the AIDS? Right. Right. That's where it's, like, that, like, you were saying, it's, like, yeah, okay, like, that sounds right. And then, boom, like. And then it becomes escalated very quickly. Mm -hmm. But then it's all connected so then people accept it so here's so here's this so what is this you know the mms what is this magical thing that can cure all of these different ailments so when you make so you actually make the mms concoction yourself Hmm. and it has to be i believe the way i was reading when i was reading it it's like it has to be made fresh each time and if you're making it at home, then of course it must be safer than buying it over the counter, right? Mm. So if you mix it as instructed, it's the sodium chloride that it has will become activated by a citric acid like lemon or lime juice. And when it gets combined properly, it turns it to chlorine dioxide bleach. So people... <laughs> are drinking bleach and that's the problem and here's the here's where it's the underlying so people who promote mms they're saying oh it's really good at you know cleaning the germs like in drinking water but it's the dose this website is says specifies it's the dose that makes the poison And if people aren't careful, I mean, first of all, stop drinking bleach. But if you're not careful, that bleach becomes very damaging and can, I mean, essentially essentially kill you. Mm -hmm. If you're not careful, I mean, you shouldn't be drinking any bleach, period. The title of this article is, the FDA is literally warning people not to drink bleach now. Yeah. And this is from August 2019. Hmm. So... This is still happening. I've heard of this a couple years back. I remember you telling me. Yes. And it's really awful. And um, the FDA is saying, please stop doing this. There was an official warning back in 2010, but it's still being circulated now on social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet you if I just type in MMS. That's what I was going to say. I think, do you talk about how the Facebook is, those groups yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't go into detail, no. but... Because I remember seeing that more recently that on the news is that there's a lot of um, groups on Facebook of moms with kids with autism, mm-hmm. and they share, you know, like, their struggles and, 
like you know just as a support group yeah and then that the mms stuff started spreading on there of like this cured my kids autism and you know you just have to give them this little bit amount it's really not that bad Mm -hmm. like it's an alternative medicine which is sad because it gives alternative medicine a bad name too Mm -hmm. yeah and then the thing that was sad was that there's these two moms that like kind of like infiltrated these groups kind of as like undercover because the people would be like yeah my son really really hates this and I have to like pin him down and like force him to drink it and stuff and so these moms were like what the hell like they are like poisoning their kids literally and so they were trying to like find a legal way of like pretending to be like a mom like that was doing it or like trying to ask for advice and then giving it to the police and the police are like we can't do anything Mm. it was so like sad that's super frustrating mm-hmm. yeah so the the way that people sell this is that they they advertise it as being an antimicrobial antiviral and antibacterial because guess your what counter it's, yeah it's in your freaking cleaning solutions for your toilet and your sinks oh, you guys don't drink bleach People, again, they're, they advertise it as curing acne, malaria, flu, Lyme disease, and it's like, and hepatitis, because people are saying, oh, well, those are, those things are all caused by bacteria and viruses mm. and, you know, vi- uh, well, microbials are, anyways, yeah. <laughs> it's just so dumb because the word, like the, all you have to do is say si- science sounding words and mm-hmm. suddenly it's true. Pretty crazy. Yeah, the the liquid is 28% sodium chloride. That's too many percents. Way too many percents. Sodium chloride. Yeah, and then they're directed to mix it with the lemon or lime juice. So yeah, Hmm. chlorine dioxide is essentially um, industrial bleach. And the FDA is asking everyone to please stop. They did another warning... um, in 2015 yeah so if essentially oh this is not great (laughs) a press release from the foods uh, this is from the fsa in the uk so this Mm. is worldwide um mr worldwide (laughs) mms worldwide (laughs) so in the uk they warned quote if the solution is diluted less than instructed it could cause damage to the gut and red blood cells, potentially resulting in respiratory failure. People that have these products are advised to throw them away. I feel like it's not even, bless you. Thank you. Good to even give in to that saying, you're not diluting it right. Yeah. It's like, no, just t- say no. Say no to bleach. Mm-hmm. People used to say, say no to drugs, say no to bleach. Yeah, it's not helping. Real. It's crazy. But then that's the like what I always like come back to with this type of stuff is like you can't a lot of people you can't have a conversation with them about it no without them just saying like you're some sort of conspiracy or like I'm right and you're wrong so I think that's the issue of how do you how do you talk to someone that is so steadfast in these like pseudoscience beliefs that is a great question and i think that's what a lot of people are struggling with Mm -hmm. of how to approach it yeah and then that's the thing too people who do believe in this 
I mean, if enough times they're get they're you know whispering in your ear and you hear it enough and you see their lives improving because that's the testimonial thing like you mm-hmm. were talking about on those Facebook groups, people are gonna accept it way easier than oh well the FDA says a lot of things mm-hmm. like they just say that because they don't want to get sued. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's just always there's, there's always, always a spinoff. A, yes, you know, and that's the frustrating part I think. One hundred percent. Oh yes. So I before I forget, the founder of this bleach, mm-hmm. the MM the miracle whatever solution, is the founder's name is Jim Humble, who is the founder and archbishop in quotes of the Genesis Two Church of Health and Healing, aka the Church of Bleach. So it's a cult. It's a cult, yeah. And they I mean, you have to buy it from them and it's real bad. So they're making money off of you poisoning yourself. And they're probably tax exempt because it's a religion. Right. So instead of drinking the Kool-Aid, you're drinking the bleach and killing yourself. So how about we stop? Just what happened to just some vegetables and going to the gym? Or emergency, which probably also doesn't work, but at least it's just. Right. At least it's just like powder. Vitamin. I mean, a lot of things aren't claimed by the FDA as we've talked about. Yeah. But this is. This They're claiming it's awful. Listen to them. Oh. They can't prove that vitamins are good for you, but they can tell you when it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just It's just so common, too, of like, well, I just saw it on Facebook, so I'm going to try. It like, is. Like the new cleanse or this or that. Yep. That's a lot of those cleanses are pseudoscience, too, of like needing to detox. Mm-hmm. That's not and a it's, thing. It's not. Yeah. There's no people can say what they want but there's if there's no scientific backing showing you know x number of people getting this tested it's like of course you're going to believe you can believe one or two people Mm -hmm. but that's just word of mouth Mm -hmm. and also if you're just drinking liquids like twice a day like you're probably going to lose some weight of course because you'd get only diarrhea there's the poop again and it's you're going to become like lose more water because you're mm-hmm. not eating and your stool becomes soft because there's nothing solid. And then that would body. probably be one of the signs that it's working. Of is course. Like diarrhea or whatever. For 20 days. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, because now you don't have any calories that you're actually consuming. Yep. <sighs> Sometimes this makes me so angry. I know. If you're worried about choking, like that one episode, just blend your food, but don't liquefy everything. Because you will get diarrhea. Yep. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you got? Ooh. Let's see. I kind of have weird ones. I like weird ones. Um, this is also an older one. Um, I thought this was very interesting because I hadn't heard of it. Yay. But um, a Russian-American independent scholar, Emmanuel... Veliskovsky, he wrote a book called Worlds in Collision. Ooh, I feel like I've heard of this, actually. Have you heard of this yes. one? Yes. Um, so he basically proposed that in the 15th century BC, Venus, like, projected out of the planet Jupiter as a comet. Mm-hmm. And then um, it passed close to the Earth. Um, let's see. Like, okay, so it didn't actually hit Earth, but it passed so close Mm -hmm. that it caused um, all this 
like catastrophes like altered the earth's like course of direction and Mm -hmm. the axis and it explains all of the ancient mythological catastrophes Mm -hmm. so this guy was like see all these ancient romans and greeks talked about it like this is why venus got birthed out of jupiter (laughs) you mean pooped out pooped out and then it came too close to the earth messed everything up we have what it is today yeah and we have the mythological records to prove it which mythological records are uh accurate (laughs) i know question mark (laughs) that's like that's the right because Mm -hmm. isn't isn't mythology technically also it's i think it's stories yeah there's stories that are passed down doesn't Mm -hmm. mean they're real yep well, I think, yeah, so it's early in early mythologies and religious traditions from human civilizations around the world. So I think a lot of people liked this because then it proved that their religion was right uh, and vice versa. They're like, see, science and religion, they both collide. Work. Yeah. But when the science has no foundation, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You can believe in religion. That's that's great. Like a lot of people do. Faith is different than religion and different than pseudoscience Mm -hmm. because it's belief and that doesn't hurt anyone as long as it's you know for Mm -hmm. the better good you're not killing people yeah that's another story but (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyways but you can have science and faith and science and religion but people don't want to church and science yeah Mm -hmm. uh let's see what else did he say um Oh, so I guess it just kept, like, then it happened again. So, it, the I guess Venus passed by the Again? Earth. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Mars this time. Oh. Uh. So, in the 8th and 7th centuries BC, Mars, who was displaced by Venus, mm. um, made close approaches to the Earth. And this caused even more disasters. And then after that, then we have what we now know as the, like, correct order of the planets orbiting around the sun fascinating Um, yes so this was i don't know if i said this was in 1950 Mm -hmm. so a lot of people believed it and i think that's i don't know if it was saying something about like some people might even still not necessarily believe it but know of that story Mm -hmm. as kind of like oh yeah that happened because of this guy's book right because it's very popular at the time mm-hmm. but even back then it was rejected in the physics community and um because just basic laws of physics like that was their response that, yeah they're like see basic laws of physics he is incorrect doesn't make sense you have to have some facts in place for life to make sense mm-hmm yeah and then even like right away like a lot of people were just like uh excuse me it's not how it works and then he tried to kind of like play it off of like well yeah i know but like this planet like trying to mm-hmm. kind of backtrack mm-hmm. and they're just like no like but, you are wrong sir yeah but it's just kind of the idea of um like that's how he chose like that was his quote science Mm-hmm. was like religious and mythological rec- record that's what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it's like you that it's like oh that, that fits but if the underlying what you're using as evidence doesn't make sense mm-hmm. then therefore nothing 
actually holds up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know what I'm noticing is that all your stories are about Russia. <laughs> are you working Uh-oh. for them? What's going I on? I am the Russian robot. <laughs> you kind of sound like a. You kind of sound Russian too when you talk like that. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Not telling anyone. Help me. Help. <laughs> She's forcing me to say this. Okay. Cool. Yes. Cool story. Thanks. So this one's more about, because um, we could have gone to so many routes. Mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't pick the obvious ones. Yeah, because we could have talked about vaccination, vaccines causing autism and flat earth. Flat earth. Although the documentary that's on Netflix about the flat earthers, mm-hmm. it's very interesting because a lot of smart people talk about that problem of how do you talk to people and they had a lot of um psychologists um people from caltech and all these different people and they they actually end up meeting at the end and they like have that discussion like at a bar Mm -hmm. like how should we talk to people because it's like you just come off kind of condescending it's like you've spent your whole life's career studying this so obviously you know a lot about it right but you can't you know, like there's a certain way, you know, you have to talk to people or try to engage people that don't mm-hmm. think the earth is round. Yeah. Stuff like that. But I thought that part of the documentary, just for that part alone, is very interesting. And the psychologists talk about the different, um, what do you call it? Like, um, like mental states yes. or psyches or yeah, like, like that personalities mm-hmm. that are more tied and yep. like drawn Mm-hmm. to accepting that kind of thing yep yeah this is very interesting okay we'll check it out i check watched out. the beginning of it and i totally fell asleep <laughs> i was like this is fake and then i fell asleep I was like dude Bye. it's crazy they try to use science mm-hmm. and then the science, i remember you saying yeah. that and then the, it fails the experiment they're like if this experiment works well, like, if it does this, then we'll know the Earth is flat. And it's, like, sound science. They can't refute it. And then the results <laughs> come back, and it's, like, oh, the Earth's round. And they're, like, they try to, like, think of ways of, like, oh, no, no, Justifying no, no, it's not it. right. Yeah. Like, oh, the wind picked up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's not. Let's do it again. It's like, this is take 35. The <laughs> Earth is still round. Yeah. And that part, and that's the part I like about the documentary, too, is that they just let them speak for themselves. They're not purposefully trying to make them look dumb or Mm -hmm. like have someone else talking you know like oh look at how dumb these people are yeah they're letting them talk it's literally just the people talking which i think is nice that is nice because then you get to see it yourself and it's not people say it's like they're saying it for themselves Mm -hmm. so the next one i'm talking about isn't quite as dangerous for your health um, it can be depending. It's more like one of those tests that you have to be careful because nowadays everyone is striving kind of like the bleach thing. Everyone's striving for better health, but they're looking for those shortcuts or mm. um, ways to better improve themselves in any way possible or like that alternative medicine because, you know, insurance companies are out to get us or whatever the underlying idea Mm -hmm. is so this one have you heard of hair analysis testing like hair hair mineral analysis no okay so this is from webmd this is real 
just to preface that. <laughs> so first, and this is that thing where it's the premise of truth mm. that takes a dangerous or dangerous in the way of information, bad information spreading so easily. Um, tantrum. So here's the facts, the baseline, a hair analysis test. So from one strand of hair, you can detect if people have taken any drugs because of the chemicals that are in that strand of hair. Like, I believe it's at the root. Mm -hmm. And essentially, there's hair analysis techniques where you can look at the hair closely under a microscope and you can see some things about your health and habits. Um, A lot of the times, what they're looking for is specifically drug use because some drugs actually stick to your hair strands, which is super interesting, and you can't wash them out. So these include opioids, cocaine, amphetamines, and cannabis, Hmm. where a urine test will show that you've used drugs in the last few days. Hair testing can show that you've done drugs in the last three months. Oh, wow. So let's hope your employer isn't plucking your hair out and seeing about that. Interesting. Number two is heavy metals, not like Metallica, mm-hmm. but more like mercury or arsenic. So um, if you have hair, if you have those in your hair, then you're likely to get certain health problems. Number three, apparently there a hair sample could help diagnose fragile X syndrome. And I'm guessing this has to do with the fact that you can take a bit of DNA. Mm hmm. From your, um, you know, that root of the hair, mm-hmm. there's going to be a little bit of DNA in there. You can, And that's another thing. You can see people are related. So hair analysis can be a useful tool under certain circumstances. It's also used in forensics, like we we're saying about mm-hmm. the heavy, you know, if they're detecting drug use or DNA trying to identify someone, or even if they find DNA mm-hmm. at a crime scene trying to identify a criminal. Um but there's still a lot to learn from the hair analysis. So it's kind of, it's one of those sciences where it's at that edge of cutting edge science mm-hmm. where there's still more to be learned. And that's where the pseudoscience picks up. Picks up. Mm. That's, I think, what that one guy was talking about where there's sometimes there, those boundaries are permeable. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful. So everything, ha- all pseudoscience has the premise of truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the problem. So there's this, there's this website called quackwatch.org. Oh, no. Have you heard of it? No. Quackwatch, your guide to quackery, health fraud, and intelligent decisions. Hmm. It seems, it's funny because it looks like someone's Zanga, remember Zanga? Mm-mm. Blog. I don't like think a, I had that, but. Aw, uh, that was back in the day. Like, it's not very official looking. Oh, I see, yeah. But it's a .org. So it's, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. But this is written by a medical doctor. And there's also a website called Rational Wiki or RationalWiki.org, which looks like Wikipedia. And it's mm-hmm. kind of funny because you feel like you're on Wikipedia, but you're not. Uh, so here analysis testing, and this is one of those pseudosciences, is that people are going to look for... Um, basically analyze your hair and see the different toxins you have and then offer you the different types of detoxing Mm. based on your hair analysis. And of course, they're paid for out of pocket because insurance isn't going to cover it Mm -hmm. because it's 
not a traditional medicine and this is where it gets kind of sketchy um but the problem here is that um so they're looking at the different kinds of minerals uh quack watch oh that's where i found that website from um for example quack watch reported that they had sent what a, a sample in to be tested and there was a list of 23 possible or probable conditions and 56 supplement doses which were recommended jeez based on that hair analysis so of course it's a ploy to make money by these companies that are offering an analysis of your hair they're gonna they're going to find you're not you're not going to be come back healthy Mm -hmm. because they want to make money and then they sell the supplement and they sell the supplement and the testing and the detox and how to help you and how to analyze it. But only they can analyze it. Oh, my God. So there's this one particular... They actually reference a commercial person's website. Maybe we'll put it on our website. And it's literally called the Hair Analysis Program. Find hidden toxins in your body. And it gives this whole explanation on how to, you know, send in your hair. And they're going to analyze it. The top benefits, discover if harmful substances are in your body and how to remove them. Gain clarity on unresolved health problems to find their hidden sources. Discover which vitamins and essential nutrients are out of balance. You can't tell that from a hair analysis. <laughs> we just talked about that with WebMD, mm-hmm. right? We just talked about the fact that there are certain metals and drugs and maybe a little bit of your diet. They didn't really say to mm-hmm. what extent. But you can't. They're not going to know your vitamin levels in your mm-hmm. hair. And then there, she wants this particular person wants to offer a healthy regimen to help you improve your lifestyle. And then also track your health progress. Because, you could, of course, you can't just have one hair analysis. Mm-hmm. you got to track how you're doing over the course. So you literally mail a sample of your hair to this person. They show you how to cut your hair, which is ironic. Wait, because you're cutting it? Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's definitely not good. Because that's all, the only part that I would have any information is that little waxy bit when you pull it out by the root. All it says is to submit hair close to your scalp. Mm-mm. <gasps> Ew, head or pubic hair is <gasps> acceptable. Ugh. Oh my God. I would say if I had this company, I'd be like, do not send me your damn pubic hair. <laughs> that is so disgusting that she even has to point that out. Have a stylist work with you. What? The more hair, the better. This just sounds like. You need like to a provide th- a heaping tablespoon <gasps> of hair. Wait, this just sounds like a scheme to make wigs. <laughs> <laughs> or eyelashes mm-hmm, something hair treatment is okay so you can have colored hair this is okay so you get okay that's why i wanted to go through the webmd part of it because that's what i'm saying i mean now i'm sorry then i'm starting to question like it's not yeah for other tests you need hair that's still attached to your roots your hair follicle that's the part Inside your skin has the most amount of DNA. Okay. So it looks like you can do part of your... I'm so... Now I'm confused. (laughs) Many tiny blood vessels... No. At the base of each strand. 
Yes. So it is at the base of it. So, yeah, plucking it out, not just... Not cutting it and providing it. a heaping tablespoon. So, okay, that's what I'm saying. And this is this is good to question even what you're... Like, what we're saying mm-hmm. as we're saying it because it's, like, too good to be... If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Like, the miracle mineral solution or the pooping Venus. <laughs> like, it doesn't... It, I don't know. And if it sounds too crazy to be true, it probably is as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one science thing that's so crazy and it's like, I can't think of one thing. The flat earth. That's not real. Oh, I th- oh that is real. <laughs> no, that is real. Oh, man. <sighs> but yes, this, lady, this person, she's the first nutritionist to offer hair analysis online. And... She personally discovered it in 1991 when she helped cure her mysterious incurable diagnosis of Graves' disease. Um, and see, in that case, it's like, can you identify Graves' disease So the disease technology has been around for almost 30 years. Oh, my gosh. And so what, how much does this cost? How much does it cost to send in your hair? Do you want to To know? get full the full analyzing? Mm-hmm. Like $500. Okay. So it's a bargain in your book because it's only $180 oh. to send it in, which includes a lab fee, personal interpretation for the report, and nutrition recommendations. Hmm. And then she provides payment options. And, of course, the signature is on there. This is so strange. And you get your report in 10 to 14 days. I remember, I wonder how many people are doing this. And this is, so this is where it's dangerous, too, with these websites. Because, and then we'll wrap it up. But the problem is, is that it's mixed, right? Mm -hmm. So there'll be the underlying scientific foundation. But then you also are seeing vitamin deficiencies and weight gain. And then you read about the vitamin deficiencies. You're like, oh, well, I have heard that B vitamins, you know, make a difference with weight gain. And then she has some numbers about, you know, how many patients were tested. I mean, I don't see one source anywhere. Not one. And disclaimer. She has a disclaimer. This article is for informational purposes only and is educational in nature. The FDA may not have evaluated some of the statements. Mm, wow. This article is not intended to, this is just this particular article, diagnose, treat, cure, prevent any disease. Please discuss with your own qualified health care provider before adding any supplements or making any changes to your dietary program. Mm-hmm. So of course she has to say these things. Mm-hmm. This person has to say these things. I mean, you know, it's a girl. I've already said that, but you can also apparently get it done for your child or your animal and pet. Okay. What's Anything with say? hair. You're gonna give all these supplements to the pets. Anything that has hair, apparently. <laughs> and it costs the same amount of money for your pet. Hundred eighty dollars. Hmm. So interesting. And the weirdest part is that um, you send it directly to her. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not like, I mean, it's not a P.O. box. So I'm curious. Is she like in her own little lab or what's going on? You should Google that. Anyways. Yeah. You kind of get, you kind of get what I'm saying. Like, Mm -hmm. 
in this case, you're probably not going to make dangerous decisions about supplements. Sometimes your supplements can't be combined. or You Mm -hmm. can't take too many. 56 sounds like a lot. Sounds like too many. Mm -hmm. That was um, not necessarily with this person's company. That was an example. So the reasons that this doesn't work. The levels of minerals in the hair do not correlate with levels in the body. Um, Lab techniques are not always consistent. Hair analysis for different labs can have different results. There are no, and this is a big one. This is general lab information. There are no known, this is hard to say, no known normal ranges for minerals in hair. You have nothing to compare it to. Mm -hmm. So how do they know what's considered normal or abnormal? Even if they do give you numbers for your results. And the analysis can actually be affected by the color of the hair, the texture, your age, where you're exposed to many other factors and apparently there has never been proof that it shows to actually help diagnose or treat any kind of disease Hmm. so although the only time that hair analysis does work and like we mentioned for the webmd but this specific example is it helps detect arsenic levels and dead bodies Hmm. so (laughs) that's very interesting of like how far is this person actually doing any sort of is it like a full-on scam where yeah they're just sending you false stuff or are they supposedly are they actually doing stuff to the hair and getting data that's the thing i think people don't understand is that (laughs) there are tests in place that are have to go through the fda to get approved for your blood your urine you know, different parts of your blood, like your serum. And in order to test those, the tests have to be, you know, go through a whole regulatory process just to give you your results of things that are clinically significant. Mm -hmm. So what are the odds that this this person or any kind of hair analysis that doesn't have any known standardized data? Yeah is then going to provide that and give you accurate results. Mm -hmm. How do you even test that? What are you looking for? Yeah, so it has to just be a scam from the beginning. Do you melt the hair down? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm assuming for like the metals testing, it's probably a type of um, gas chromatography or something like that, right? I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's been a long time since I've done any chemistry, but... I'm curious really fast if she has any testimonials. Here's the sad part. I don't even see any testimonials. Hmm. Oh, and apparently there was arsenic found in California wines. Who knows if that's true. Is that on the website? Yeah. Which is coincidental that we're just talking about arsenic Mm -hmm. in the other one. But anyways, it's all very fake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's an interesting one. And that's where it toys around with your brain because you're like, when everything is treated as fact, at what point is it not? Mm -hmm. And do do people have time to go research it? Nope. I mean, I did, you know, not deep, deep, deep research of this, but I tried to do some and I was even second guessing myself on a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Don't take everything you read to be fact. 
Yeah, you're not paranoid for get second guessing or questioning yes people who are claiming to be science yes based so i have this small list really fast if you're okay with it to wrap up sure um i'll only read a couple of these things but it's an actual table of science versus pseudoscience i'll just use a couple of them um so like you were saying before so how you know something is science and I'll put this will be on our website. Science uses careful observation and experimentation to confirm or reject a hypothesis. Evidence against theories and laws are researched for and studied closely. For pseudoscience, it starts with the hypothesis, looks only for evidence to support it, as you mentioned. Little or no experimentation. Anything that's conflicting is ignored. Mm-hmm excused or hidden and the original idea is never abandoned whatever the evidence yep just like you said science can is based on well-established repeating patterns and regularities in nature pseudoscience focuses without skepticism on alleged exceptions errors anomalies and strange events which is funny because Mm -hmm. then that's what becomes true yeah the conspiracy theory Personal stories or testimonials are not accepted as evidence in science, whereas that's what they are relied on as evidence for mm-hmm. pseudoscience. Uh, science argues from scientific knowledge and from the results of experience, experiments, excuse me. And pseudoscience argues from ignorance. The lack of scientific explanation is actually used to support those ideas. Hmm. Where it's more like, and that was what I mentioned earlier, where... It's like, well, science isn't looking into it, so how can you say it's not true? Hmm. Like the telepathy, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, there are a lot of basic understandings of what is true and not true, and I think we would, if it was so common, we would have seen this already. Yeah. And if it was, you know, whatever. It's just, it is interesting. It's a Mm -hmm. thought process. It's good to question. Yeah. But within reason, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what, I mean... I'll close it with this for myself at least like pseudoscience is questioning but with a lot of the times but only no backup yeah or it's like look it's only looking for the one answer Mm -hmm. it's questioning but it almost like has the answer in mind yeah of what it wants it to be Mm -hmm. like the it's that power of suggestion Mm -hmm. kind of thing but yeah crazy i mean these i kind of wish that we could have spent like five hours on this episode Mm -hmm. and just talked about all of the pseudosciences because there's a ton i mean we could do part two or something yeah like down the line a little Mm -hmm. bit and then just cut to the stories Mm -hmm. but there's it's hard because at first i was thinking we could just like talk about this is pseudoscience this is it's Mm -hmm. like yeah but that kind of defeats the purpose Mm -hmm. like it was then we'll sound like we're pseudoscience Mm -hmm. people we're not actually giving a reason as to why this is disproven. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just crazy. Pseudoscience doesn't take time to disprove anything. Nope. Nuts. Totally nuts. Mm-hmm. Question, spread, knowledge, don't accept anything people say on Facebook. <laughs> Pretty much. That's a good... <laughs> Facebook is not Facebook is not a reliable source of information. Yeah, it's not a scientific journal. Like, okay, here's a here's a good basis. 
<clears throat> at least starting from family or friends, like if you were to listen to that, listen to someone give you life advice and you're like, oh God, I could never take life advice from them. Mm-hmm. Or you don't, you know, I'm just trying to think of a way that's like a, a good indicator of like normal conversations. Like, okay, clearly this person mm-hmm. is Looney Tunes. Because that's how, sorry, one more thing. <laughs> Shoot. It's often, I feel like, strangers. People trust strangers way more than they mm-hmm. trust people they know. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know how full of BS they are, then why are you going to question them? Yep. And that's that. <laughs> Screw the BS. Yeah. Strangers oh. know nothing. Yeah, I feel like that's too of like people who claim to know everything arrogance yeah because i feel like people who study stuff or who are really smart are usually more on the humble side or Mm -hmm. might will probably be the first to tell you like oh i don't know everything right and that's you know yeah that's how i was raised where it's that thing where the more you know the more you realize you don't know Mm -hmm. because you have that greater understanding so if you think people have answers they're wrong yes i think it's the thomas jefferson quote that he who has all the answers has not been asked all of the questions. Ooh, I love it. Me too. Very nice. Thanks, TJ. TJ. And that is that. That has been Thank the you episode. for listening to You're Not Paranoid podcast. Mm-hmm. Go to our website, you're not paranoid.com. You can follow us on Instagram at ymp podcast that's no that's twitter twitter sorry (laughs) we do this all the time um instagram at at you're not paranoid and on twitter at ymp podcast you can email us at you're not paranoid at gmail.com correct and i'm kylie and i'm katie and that was it happy merry christmas happy knowledge happy holidays thank you for being fans it's almost been a year Dude. Ah, is this the last episode of the year um it might be okay <laughs> Happy i mean New we year. can make it not depending on next week we'll yeah. figure it out but what should be the tagline of this episode uh, stay woke don't fall for the bs mm-hmm. because people on facebook know nothing yep and that's that done (laughs) boom easy period out gone merry christmas happy holidays all of the holidays all hanukkah hanukkah what am i missing new year's new year's is not part of this whatever the ancient all sun holiday was yes midsummer just kidding (laughs) and summer oh happy winter that's um just happened on saturday the winter solstice mm-hmm. Sol- sorceress sorceress hopefully you survived the, the shortest day of the year it'll be a brisk 60 degrees here it's been cold in the morning i know it has i've been tempted to take a picture of myself or like a little video and then show the background it's like so sunny but it's just chilly you know like oh just surviving out here in this mm-hmm. harsh california winter and it's like the flag is like blowing in the breeze mm-hmm. and it's a crisp 62 hey it was like in the low 40s this morning when in I was the morning starting. it's chill chill at least my car said that yeah i was like well you have to boy. believe what your car says because technology well how does it know yeah 
because what of is temperature science <laughs> so so listen learn focus you got this yes question believe Everything. airplanes Everything. Oh, everything. Everything. That's it. Okay, we gotta stop. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>